I remember when a long lost sinner met a good, good God. I remember when my heart was broken, but now it's not. I've tasted and I've seen you've been so good to me. From the moment that you changed my life, God, you never stopped. I'm gonna sing it. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, Pastor Kevin Rollins with Blow the Trumpet Ministries, where we serve God, we love people, and we make disciples along the way. Today, I'll be coming out of Philippians 2.14, do all things without grumbling or complaining. Today's message is entitled, The Complaining Spirit. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we just lift you up right now, Father, dear Lord, the Father of all things, the provider, the great I am, Jehovah Jireh. We just thank you, Lord, that we don't have a reason to complain because you gave us everything when you allowed your son to die on the cross and paid that very expensive price for a penalty we will never be able to repay. In Jesus' name, amen. The Greek word translated complainer means literally one who is disconnected with his lot in life. It is akin to the word grumbler. Complaining is certainly not a fruit of the spirit. And in fact, it is detrimental to the peace, joy, and patience that come from the spirit. For the believer, complaining is destructive and debilitating personally and only serves to make our witness to the world more difficult. For instance, who would be attracted to a religion whose inheritance are dissatisfied with life and who continually grumble and complain? The first complainer was Adam, who after he and Eve disobeyed, complained to God that the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. The son of Adam called Cain also complained, although undoubtedly within himself. We also know of the complaints made by Moses. When he met God at the burning bush, also Moses cried to the Lord repeatedly for deliverance from the Israelites' grumbling and idolatry. We also know the complaints that David offered up to the Lord in the Psalms and the complaints made by the prophets concerning the idolatry of the Jewish nation. However, the book of Job offers the most in the way of complaints toward God, and yet Job did not sin. That is not to say that the aforementioned people never sinned in voicing their complaints to God. But Job was a man who was able to sanctify his complaints, and that took humility. 
Clearly, as believers, we are challenged not to grumble or complain. Rather, we are to love one another deeply so that we may become blameless and pure in God's eyes. If we grumble and complain, it shows how worldly we still are. A complaining spirit leads to fighting and quarreling because complaints come from unfulfilled desires which lead to envy and strife. Was that not the root of the problem when the sons of Israel, when they chose to dispose of their brother Joseph because of his dream? Finally, why is not wrong to complain to God? It is wrong to complain about God. Those that did so met the anger of the Lord and was the case of Moses' sister Miriam and Korah and Dathan. But note, that they spoke against God's servant and doing so spoke against God himself. If we must complain, let it be to him about our own sinfulness so that he will forgive and cleanse us and put within us a new heart, one that rejoices rather than complains. To complain is to express dissatisfaction about something. To grumble is to complain with a bad attitude. We most often think of complaining as whining or grumbling. It goes beyond mere expression of a less than satisfactory situation to include a certain attitude about it, perhaps entitled or judgmental. It also usually implies showing discontent with no recognition of personal responsibility in the situation, no effort to change a situation or one's attitude about it. Expressing dissatisfaction is not always wrong. But dissatisfaction with our circumstances that presents itself as a complaining undermines a peace, joy, patience and other fruits of the Spirit we may experience, and it can harm the witness that believers present to others. At the worst, when we complain, we are essentially saying we don't like what God is doing or allowing in our lives, and that we don't trust His sovereignty. Often we complain we are focused on the wrong thing. Complaining has a long history, starting with Adam. When confronted with his disobedience, Adam complained to God that he was at fault for making Eve and that Eve was at fault for giving him the forbidden fruit. Moses complained at the burning bush and more than once about the grumbling idolatry of Israelites. Psalms is said to reveal every human emotion and complaining is not left out. However, stated above, it's possible to complain without sinning, as we said earlier, Job did it. It is not wrong to express dissatisfaction with all the fallen world and yearning for God's redemption, but it is wrong to do so with a disrespectful attitude toward God or focus solely on selfish gain and comfort. It is not wrong to ask God questions, but it is wrong to question God's motives and if we were as if we were his judge. Rather than grumble about our hardships, we can imitate the attitude of Paul. 
We can stand secure in our justification before God through Christ. At peace with him and knowing we have access to him by faith. We can stand firmly in his grace and rejoice in hope. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us rather than complain. We trust that God is at work and rely on him for our joy and give us endurance to press forward. Often we are more likely to complain about small matters than about true sufferings. But such complaints are unbecoming for children of God. Paul writes to the Philippian church to guard his witness by not complaining. Do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Our complaints at best should enter into our prayer life so we can ask God about how he wants us to handle situations and to do something in our lives, even with our circumstances, that will bring glory to him. We should also seek God's forgiveness when mistrust, our selfishness, or pride in the true source of our complaints. Our pride are the true source of our complaints. Thank you, Lord. Father in heaven, I approach your throne of grace humbly. Recognize the times I've given into the spirit of complaining. I acknowledge that despite your countless blessings and mercies in my life, I've at times allowed discontent and ungratefulness to overshadow my heart instead of cherishing the countless blessings you provided. I sometimes focus on what's lacking or circumstances that's not aligned with my desires. Lord, I seek forgiveness of these moments of weakness. Let me not be enslaved by the trap of perpetual dissatisfaction. Infuse my heart with a deep sense of gratitude that anchors me regardless of my circumstances. Free me from the chains of discontentment and negativity. Replace this complaining spirit with a heart full of thanksgiving and praise, ever conscious of your abounding grace and favor. Today, Lord, I choose to smile in the midst of chaos. Complaining is no longer a part of me. I choose to sing on the rough waters. I choose to dance in the middle of rain. All for the glory and honor of you, my King. In Jesus' name, amen. Join us at Blow the Trumpet Ministries every Sunday, 11.30 a.m. at 1609 Havana Street in the Village Exchange Center building. God bless.